everybody this is Omar Laos from Agape Love Network and today uh, we're actually going to be talking about men okay us brothers <laughs> okay uh, men have standards too okay this is Omar Laos from Agape Love Network leading with love learning to deal with things that are difficult and uncomfortable in relationships okay uh, we have everybody here right now so this is a hot topic okay uh, a hot what I mean hot it's hot. <laughs> like put your hand on the stove kind of hot. Put your hand inside the fire hot. <laughs> so I, I'm ha actually happy to have each and every single one of you up here tonight. And so um, before we actually get into this, everybody, this is Agape Love Network. Um, I am the founder and CEO of this particular uh, platform that we have on tonight. And so tonight... Uh, we have an interesting topic, and tonight we're going to be talking about, uh, right, men have standards too. Uh, and that's pretty much the uh, subject that we're actually going to actually be having uh, tonight, okay? Uh, men have standards too. So uh, here's the thing. Uh, before we get into everything, I want each and every single one of you to actually introduce yourself. First with Gregory, uh, Pastor Gregory Devon. A.B. Breswell, and then uh, Tomel Brown, Elder Tomel Brown. Yes, sir. My name is Gregory Devon. I'm out of Durham, North Carolina. Um, I am a pastor. I've been in the ministry now uh, for about 21 years. Um, I do consider it a privilege to be able to share on this platform uh, with you gentlemen. Um, I look forward to the conversation. Hey, what's up, good brothers? Always a pleasure to be online with y'all and conversating. My name is A.B. Bracewell. I'm a therapist, an author. Um, I also have um, two, I guess, movements, uh, organizations that I head up. One is called Ready for Relationships, which he that helps people develop healthy and happy relationships. And my newest is the sexual miseducation of Black men, um, trying to educate and re-educate men on healthy ways to um, to manage our sex and just become better men. Thanks for having me again, Omar. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up, brothers? My name is Elder Tamel Brown of Fruit Bear Ministries. I'm also the founder of Single Save with No Kids. I'm also a singer-songwriter. Get ready for the single, It's All About You, coming February 17th. 2022 so it'll be coming up soon and just a pleasure to definitely chop it up with these brothers i respect them greatly and i'm looking forward to having this uh, wonderful 
uh, conversation with the brothers. Awesome, awesome. So um, I'm glad that y'all introduced yourself. So we're really just going to go really straight into this. And uh, when y'all think about the topic of men have standard two, uh, mm -hmm. anyone can actually jump into this. What is your perception when you actually, uh, when you first heard the subject that we're going to have tonight, what are the myths about us having standards and not having standards or whatever, uh, how you feel? Uh, what do you uh, recall when you hear about uh, the subject men have standards too? Just to anybody. When I, when I first heard it, when I first saw um, the title, I was like, this, that's perfect. Um, I, I really like that one. Um, it just really made me think about setting the bar and how we need to set the bar as men um, when it comes to relationships, of course, is that what we're talking about, but also just in our lives. Um, we have to set the bar. We have to be an example. We have to have certain standards that we govern our behaviors and govern our lives by. So, um, yeah, and I think it's very important. Um, I think it's, 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 it's not talked about enough as far as men and our standards. Um, and a lot of us don't have standards or we don't practice them anyway. So, um, you know, that was my first thoughts. I was like, I couldn't, can't wait to join the brothers and talk and talk about this topic. Mm. Okay. All right. Any other brothers? Absolutely. I thought that the topic was great. Thought that, uh, you know, the subject of men have standards too. Uh, we always think about uh, when we talk about standards, a woman having standards, but there are some uh, men of God who have standards, uh, spiritual standards, uh, different things that we're going to do, certain things that we're not going to do, uh, certain things that uh, we're not going to be able to accept. Uh, we have our deal breakers and things of that nature. And so when I, I thought about the title, that's what I started thinking about, all those things, the things that we expect and some of those deal breakers. Well, I heard the title. My first thing was, it's a shame that we have to even say this, that men have standards too, mm -hmm. because we do have standards. A man with a good head on his shoulders, you know, knows where he's going, he knows what he wants, he knows what he needs. And, you know, in regard to romantically, personally, and professionally, we do have standards because there is a level that we're trying to achieve on all of those levels, whether it's professional, personal, romantic. My thing is, in regard to relationships, it's often said that men will date any woman, you know, because he, he just wants sex. And the reality is, after you reach a certain age as a man, sex is important, but it's not number one anymore. It probably used to be, but it's not anymore. And, and men need connections just like women. And sometimes our expectations, or, or, or our needs, rather, are not paid attention to and it's not always because we're not talking it is sometimes because women you're not as good a listener as you think because women sometimes equate communication to being speaking when the other half is listening and a lot of women are good at talking but you are bad at listening mm, okay uh, yeah, so, uh, and, and that could be very, very true. Uh, and, and there's a difference actually between, uh, standards and actually preferences. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think sometimes people get mixed up with the two, uh, which we can discuss, you know, later on, actually, uh, in this particular uh, conversation that we have. And so um, here's the thing. Um, uh, what the standards actually in a relationship uh, mean to you specifically, specifically to you within your own right? Because everybody's different. Everybody's mindset is different as well. And I, and I, and I know that um, I, I've also heard a lot of ladies say that uh, men don't have standards. Right. Uh, I think that it depends on the mindset of the individual and where he's at in life. You know, and actually how he thinks um, when it comes down to the person uh, he wants to be with and the kind of person in whom he is, you know, as an individual and where Mm -hmm. he's at spiritually. So what the standards in a relationship to you mean specifically? All right. It doesn't uh, because we're not speaking for all men out here. Okay, I'm not going to be speaking for all men. Uh, but we're just having a conversation together on this specific topic. So just letting you know that men with a good mind, a good head, a good head on their shoulders mm-hmm. have standards as well. So anybody can just jump in this. Uh, what does standards in a relationship mean to you? Standards for me in a relationship just really means um, boundaries that I have certain boundaries on what I accept and what I don't accept in my life. Um, it, it, it means that I have to know who I am as a person because when I know who I am as a person, that means I don't enter other people's lives trying to be something that I'm not. And I don't let people into my lives trying to be something that they're not. So it's really me having some set boundaries. Um, my standards is a standard, which means, you know, you have to come into the relationship with these things or I'm coming into the relationship with, with certain things. It's kind of like when you, um, when you're purchasing a car, some cars come standard with certain things. It comes with a radio, uh, air conditioning tires, and then you have the add-ons. Um, we probably get into that as we talk about the preferences, but you know, when I say standard in a relationship, like you have to come to the relationship with certain things like respect. Um, you have to come to the relationship um, with communi- being willing to communicate. You have to come to the relationship um, being willing to compromise and sacrifice. Um, you have to come to the relationship with a strong spiritual um, belief. Like these are standards that I have for myself. And these are also standards that I have for the woman that I um will be in a relationship like just certain things that you 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 come with and that i don't really um bend on um so yeah that's what it comes when it comes to relationship mm. Mm. for me it's always the difference between standards and expectations and even preferences because i could prefer a lot of things on the job prefer a lot of things in a woman but neither of those may be what I actually need. And my thing is, a lot of times as, as human beings, you know, we confuse standards and expectations. You know, for me, my personal standards are for me, meaning that I live my life at this standard. You know, like I'm a Christian. There's certain things that I don't compromise about. 
You know, I have certain standards for, for my faith, for my belief. Now, I can't ascertain those things onto you because I made the decision to say, this is what I believe. This is what I'm going to do. This is my standard of living. I won't compromise here. Now, you might. That's on you. So my thing is, with expectations, I can't expect you to do what I do. Mm. I can't expect you to believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. And when I start putting expectations on a person, especially a woman, it, it, it puts her at a disadvantage because I'm saying I expect certain whatever out of you. Now, I'm not talking about just being civil. I mean specific things that I'm saying I expect you to do. Then it kind of puts her in a position of being disingenuous because if she only does what I expect, then I would never know who she really is. And my thing is, if I live my life at a certain standard, then this woman will understand through my living that I reflect what I expect. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you what I expect because I reflect it in what I do. I live my life at this standard, so you already know. I don't live mine at that standard, so I might not be able to, to date him or, or to be in a relationship with him. So my thing is, if we focus more on reflecting what we expect, then we don't have to worry about giving somebody a whole list of expectations. That's just what I believe. Mm. All right. You know, that, that's very interesting because a lot of times when people get into relationships, they expect uh, someone, to, uh, they expect the person in whom they're with to do certain things. Right. And maybe because they're used to it or they think that the person that they're with are going to mm-hmm. do what they ask mm-hmm. or what they would like to do or see them do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that involves communication about um, the person that you're actually with, you know, mm-hmm. so you can actually know where they're at, you know, in life, because we just can't expect someone to do everything that you right. ask for, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we, you just can't, you know, put out everything out on the table and expect that person to live up to your standards, you know? I think everyone has to go out and they have to be with someone in whom that they could actually learn how to collaborate and communicate with, you know, where they're at. But no one's going to come into a a, a perfect world with you. And I think that it takes time for a couple to grow and be together and learn about each other so that you'll know each other's expectations. So when something arises, you'll be able to know how to deal with that particular situation, you know, that you ex- that, that that she has expected from you. Okay. Uh, do you have anything? Do you have a point that you would like to make with that, Tamil? Or you're all right, Elder? Oh, yes, sir. And, uh, and so I, I appreciate what the brothers have said along with yourself and uh, I just wanted to say that I have standards, but my standards, of course, are different from other people. I have my personal standards. And uh, I think uh, standards and expectations and preferences are very different. My standards definitely, if I'm going to enter into a romantic relationship, that individual has to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as well. So that's one of my standards. I won't bend on that. Mm, amen. Uh, now, that's a little bit different than you know, preferences and expectations. And I know we're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, So I just think it's different for everybody. But as far as for myself, 
I just think that that is my main standard. I mean, I think I can compromise. We all can compromise on things, but my main standard is a person who studies the word of God, who's willing to pray, who has a, a prayer life themselves and who we can study the word of God together and grow together in the word and grow closer to Christ. Now that's one of my standards. The other stuff are just preferences and expectations for me. And I'm sure we're going to get into that and I'll get into that a little bit later uh, once those questions come up. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, I just want to give a, uh, I hear a little echo though. Um, uh, so um, the definition of standard, okay, I'm, I'm going through the Oxford languages and I'm going to read it uh, for you, okay? Uh, not standard, but standards, okay? A level of quality or attainment. Uh, it is an idea or thing used as a measure or a norm or a model and comparative evaluations, all right? You have a standard to where you're comparing something, perhaps to something else, but you having standards for your own self about what you want that's fixed, you know, in position, you know, you, you have a, a standard that's fixed in position that you that or an expectation that you want from that other person all right we have to look at it from that standpoint but it's a measure that you will not compromise on mm -hmm. you know and we have to look at it that like for example like i have my standard that is when i'm with somebody that i have of equal faith all right the foundation is having somebody who's um who's a believer as well as I. So I just wanted to share that little uh, de defining uh, definition, okay? Uh, so here's the, here's the next question I want to ask, okay? Is there a difference between standards and preferences? Is there a difference between standards and preferences? Or yeah, can you, so. yeah, and I know there's a difference between standards and preferences. I just want y'all to give y'all a definition. <laughs> Give you examples. <laughs> I know yeah. that. I'm just being <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'll go ahead and jump in there because I have a lot of different uh, preferences. Uh, you know, I always talk about, and I think I'm going to talk about in every video, I have my uh, my preferences. I, I want to be spiritually compatible with somebody. I want to be socially compatible with somebody. And I want to be sexually compatible with somebody. And so those are my preferences. I prefer... Mm -hmm a woman who doesn't uh, smoke. That's one of my preferences. And I prefer a woman that doesn't have a potty mouth and uses a lot of foul language, cussing you out and, you know, all those uh, bad words. And that's, that, that, those are some of my preferences. And so I think that what's important to me as far as when it comes to preferences is someone who's willing to uh, compromise and open to, uh, you know, building and establishing a relationship because you're not going to always get your way as a woman and I'm not going to always get my way. And I think it's very important, as I state, that every woman and every man uh, has good conflict resolution skills. So those are my preferences. Someone who's able when uh, times get hard, that they're able to still in those times when there's disagreements and uh, when things aren't always going your way to be able to compromise and um uh, one of those R&B groups said it the best, uh, New Edition, can you stand the rain? Can you stand the rain? <laughs> and so <laughs> and that's one of the things that um, I think is important because we got to get out of this. is This is my thing when it comes to preferences. 
we have to be honest and brutal with our communication because I think we waste a lot of time in these relationships uh, when you're not being your true self. If I can't be myself around you, then it's just not going to work. If you can't be yourself around me, it's not going to work. And so I think honest, brutal communication is very important uh, because I think, as I stated before, that we can kind of end these relationships quickly once we know your integrity, once we know your true self, once we know your true intentions, your true preferences, then we can make a decision from your purposes. If you tell the truth, if you be honest, I don't like this, mm -hmm. I don't like that, then from there we can take that information, process that information, and then think long term and say, hey, you know what? I know she has these preferences. I know he has these preferences. Am I going to be able to match up with those preferences? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be able to get along with this person for a, a long period of time. And we talk about marriage, we talk about forever. And like <laughs> how Cass said, forever, ever, forever is a long time. You know what I'm saying? So if we can really be honest, men and women with our preferences, tell the truth. I don't like this. Just be honest. Even if it hurts my feelings, even if it hurts your feelings, I have to be honest with you because I think it is polluting the dating scene because mm -hmm. a lot of people are staying together and a lot of people are just staying too long in these relationships and then it, it becomes a mess after you stay too long. And so I just mm -hmm. think if you're honest from the beginning, uh, I think things can be better between men and women when it comes to those preferences. A major difference between standard and preference is that I will not compromise my standard. Now, there is some compromise to be discussed in a preference because preference has more to do with a greater liking for something. Now, that's fine. It's important, as um, Ella just pointed out. But at the end of the day, there's something that I might prefer that I may compromise on because I may grow to a point of realizing that, you know what, I used to prefer a woman who was this, which may have spoken more to the boy in me. But now I've, I've matured, I've, I'm a man, and I'm putting away childish things. And I realize that there still may be a part of me that prefers that, but I have grown to a point of realizing I have to compromise that and grow and realize that that's not a preference that I need. Now, there are some preferences that you do need, but at the end of the day, the major difference between preference and standard is there's no room for compromise and standard. But preferences I can, it, it, it's debatable in certain areas. But at the end of the day, it boils down to how well do I know me to be able to decipher what is really a preference versus what is really a standard? You know, what do I really need versus what I really want? You know, I, I prefer that she have a big button to smile. That girl is My standard is to understand that's, that's nice. But do you need that? At the end of the day, good looks and body is like milk. A spoil has an expiration date. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> gotta come to a point as men to know, first of all, again, 
what is the preference? What is the standard? Do I know what is what for me? Do I know myself well enough to realize where am I at this point in my life? Do I recognize what I need versus what I want? Or, or, or am I one of these men who are just out here, uh, I call it just professionally dating. You know, anything smiling and walking, you go out with. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, <laughs> I turned 40, you know, back in May. When you get, when you get, you know, I would say past 35, honestly, <laughs> you don't have a lot of time to just date anybody, mm -hmm. just right. be in any relationship, mm -hmm. because you will find yourself wasting time, you know, especially if you desire to be married. Mm -hmm. and, and you know what, uh, to think about it is that a lot of people who have that young mindset or who have not really grown uh, mentally, yeah. um, they just go out and they just date anybody. And like you said, anybody with a smile, you know, or with a nice body or a big butt or whatever like that, yeah. you know, as long as she looks physically attractive, they'll yeah. go out with them and they don't have yeah. any standards. So they're not used to uh, treating a, a, a woman right, respectfully. Right. They're just all about the looks, uh, you know, the glitz and the glamour of life. And they don't have anything on any rule that they could to be measured by when it comes right. down to a relationship or what are you looking for in a relationship. And that's why when I had given the definition of when I had given that definition of the standard, it said mm -hmm. an idea or a thing used as a measure. You know, you yeah. it's like a measuring stick. Yeah. They they don't have no no rule. They don't have nothing to measure against themselves and the person that that they will potentially be with. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really the problem is that you have to set some sort of a standard in your life, you know? Because if you just like, for example, um, some people don't have like standards in terms of when they meet with somebody, they just mm -hmm. go out and just have sex. You mm -hmm. know, like you don't have no boundary, you know, or something to or, or something to guide you to say, hey, I'm not going to have sex on the first date. That's going to be a standard. Uh, or uh, until you're married, I would say. <laughs> I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. That kind of thing. You know, like, if you don't have any of that, then um, I think that that person is doomed to fail in the future because he doesn't have anything to go by. Mm -hmm. So, um, So let me ask you this question right here, okay? We're about to move on, okay? And so, um, and when we talk about like men and women, it, is it a double standard when women have standards and when men have standards? Ooh, you want me to go? <laughs> that that's a good question. And go ahead and repeat that again, Omar. Yeah, okay. Uh, is it a double standard when men have standards and when women have standards? You know, because like, for example, I can be on Clubhouse, right? And I'll hear a lot of ladies talk. And um, and then when the guys have their standards and they're like, oh, no, you can't have do that. That's just too much and everything like that. And I'm like, like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, he having his standards, but what about yours? So it's like they want they want you to go by what they want, you know, their standards. But what about you? So he's just supposed to fall back, push his standards to the side. So. Let me give y'all take on that. I think the problem when it comes to that, and yeah, it can be a double standard. And I think it's a double standard on both sides. I think 
the problem is when we have standards and the person doesn't fit our standard, then they have a problem with it. Um, there's usually, I usually don't see any problem if I'm listing the things that I like, the things that I, you know, the things that I'm looking for in a mate or in a person. I won't get no, I wouldn't get a pushback unless I'm naming things that the person that's interested doesn't have. And then, then you'll get that, hey, what do you want? What do you think of? And, and you know, what's crazy, what, what we're calling standards usually is preferences. When when I see the double the the double the double standard or any pushback, I don't usually see that when I list the real standards. But I think it's the the preferences. When you start listing the preferences, then somebody will have an issue with it because they just don't align with the preferences that you say that you want. Yeah. Like 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 you say, hey, you might want a big button to smile. A person that don't have a big button to smile will say, listen, <laughs> you, you're being you know you're being shallow. Um, because yeah, right. you, you, know, you got a problem with my preference, but when I when I talk about my standards, like you know, honesty, being a Christian, um, you know, loyal respect, I think most people share or share a lot of the same standards. I would say, or at least I should say, most Christians um, share a lot of the same basic standards. But I think when it comes down to them preferences. That's when you start hearing a problem and getting that pushback and an mm. argument and want to date. Yeah. I mean, debate about what my preference is. I want this and I want that. Mm. <laughs> you know I that kind of that, that is a huge, huge, huge double standard yeah. when it comes to men having standards, having standards. Because, as you said in the very beginning, Doctor Omar, the, the assumption sometimes is that men don't have standards. So when we run into men who are, are like the four gentlemen on the screen, who have standards, who are professional, who are in different arenas of life, whether it's corporate America, whether it is ministry, you know, whether it's in, in the therapy field, as um, you know, AB, you know, we don't expect them to want you as a woman to have some of the things that he has, you know. We we come into a relationship sometime and there are a lot of there are a lot of things placed upon men. You know, we, we should have a house, we should have this amount of money, we should be able to pay all ALL bills. When the reality is <laughs> a lot of the women who are saying that don't have two quarters to rub together. So my thing to you is you need to be realistic about. The caliber of men, of man, not that you desire, that you're in position and ready for, prepared mm. for. Because, mm. and this is man or woman, if you're not prepared for the caliber of, of, of man or woman that you're praying for, then that should not be your prayer. Sometimes your prayer needs to be, Lord, prepare me for what I'm asking for. Mm. Because some of the standards that men sometimes have, may be for you to be at a certain financial level. May be for you to be responsible with your money. Mm -hmm. May be for you to have X, Y, and Z already in place before he gets there. Mm -hmm. So if his standards may be for you to be able to do a lot of things or, or have certain things in your life already in, in, in check, intact, in that you may not have. It is not okay sometimes 
when a man says this, but when a woman says, if a woman says he should have a house, this amount of money, he should be able to pay all our household bills. He should be able to do A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z, all this stuff. And I'm not saying that you're wrong for saying that, but I'm saying if you are going to have a problem when this man has certain expectations, then that's not going to take you very far with a, with a man who has something to lose. Because men who have something to lose do not just date anybody. They don't date irresponsible women. They don't date women who always have something negative to say about a man. You know what I'm saying? And some and a standard may be that I don't deal with with a woman who talks about men, who has a negative mouth towards men. That might be my standard, and that's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. But if you come into this always talking about your bad experiences. Always talking about what someone did to you. Always talking about men this and men that. That's going to be a major turnoff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think sometimes that we fool women into believing that you're always right. Or that this man has to prove all of these things to you. Jump all of these hurdles. And, and, and to meet what you're saying is a standard, and it's really a preference. But then when this man comes and you start to realize hmm, he's not saying the same things that, that some other men have said in the past. His conversation is different. He has some business about himself. You know, he has something to lose. He has a house. He, you know, he drives a nice car, but doesn't act like he owns those things. He just lives his life and that's what he wanted to acquire for himself. So he worked hard. He was ambitious. He may have the same standard that the woman in his life is ambitious, is professional, speaks a certain way, carries herself like this. I mean a virtuous woman because a virtuous woman in the Bible speaks of a woman who's the bomb.com. Says her husband's heart does safely trust in, in her. Talks about how she doesn't bring him any spoil. Talks about her having some business of her own. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when a man who knows that, knows the scripture, knows the word, begins to speak in that manner, and she's never heard this before, mm -hmm. it is now a double standard. Mm. Even if it has something to do with a preference. Mm -hmm. He may prefer a woman who looks a certain way. Like my, my brother Tamel. Tamel works out. <laughs> Tamel may want a woman who's physically fit. Is he wrong for that? No. Why? Because he's keeping himself up like that. So my thing is, I'm in here, is that there's a major double standard. It does go both ways sometimes, but in my opinion, it is more so when men have the standard. Mm -hmm. mm. And that, that moves on to the next question because uh, we talked about um, uh, Christians. All right. Now, how, uh, how can I say this? Um, what are the standards? Is there any standards for Christian men to have? 
All right. Different from anybody else, but specifically for us as men, as Christian men, as believers uh, in the body of Christ. What are the standards that we would have when it comes down to choosing our mates? I think the main standard is, of course, for us to stay close to God in prayer, read God's word, get closer to God every day and to be an example of what the word of God says in Ephesians 5 is, you know, how a man should in the future uh, treat his wife, you know, uh, how Christ loved the church is how we should love our woman. And I think that's the standard. I think uh, that's one of those things as Christians that should be, uh, I think, a standard for every uh, man who is a man of God or who's uh, claiming to be a Christian and claiming to be saved. And so uh, women are expecting us to be leaders. And like the word of God says that Christ is the head of man and man is the head of woman. And it's not as far as a ruler over the woman, but it's a respect factor. And that's just God's design and spiritual order for the household. And so I think also, I think there are, are things I think, and, I, and we got to be really careful this, I think men and women, is that sometimes we do things and we put certain standards up uh, that don't line up with the word of God. I think we do a lot of stuff. I think sometimes we are so afraid of sinning, so afraid of doing wrong that we, we don't enjoy our single lives. We don't enjoy the essence of building a relationship because you're so afraid if I'm at his house late at night or if um, if I if I'm alone with him, then, you know, sex is going to go down. But what about self-discipline? What about self-control? I think it's important for Christians, men and women, to have self-discipline and self-control. Can I kiss you? Can I hug you without having to lay you down and have sex with you? And so I think we lose the essence of building a relationship and we put all these boundaries and all these stipulations on what we're not going to do. But don't focus on the things that we can do mm -hmm. to improve the relationship, to get closer to one another. And so I think that's a conversation I think that both men and women need to have when it comes to those Christian principles, because I think we do a lot of things. We got to leave. Yo, you got to get out the house. I'm at that. You got to leave. You got to leave. It's eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock. You got to go. But it sex can go down at 12 noon. Sex can go down anytime. So that's where self-discipline and self-control comes in. And I think um, a lot of things, some some things, I'm not going to say all things. It's, it's wonderful to have standards. It's wonderful to have purposes. But some of those standards are unrealistic. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to do it, woman. I'm not going to be able to do all those things that you want to do to keep a pure relationship because I feel like we can have fun, we can be intimate, and we can have a good time. And, and it doesn't have to be where, you know, they always have these uh, situations now where uh, you're bringing other people on dates and stuff with you to make sure that you don't sit or do nothing wrong. All that, that's just my preference, all that madness. We got to be able to get to know one another without other people around and all that kind of stuff. So that's what accountability powders and all that stuff. Hey, I'm a grown man. You're a grown woman. And like I said, it all depends on preferences and standards, but I'll just leave it right there and let the brothers talk. <laughs> I'm listening at this uh, comment that Matthew Backers wrote. <laughs> too many are too deep. They're boring. <laughs> I had to put that up there, man. <laughs> and, and, you know, and sometimes we don't know how to have fun in life. We don't know how to enjoy ourselves. You know, I think that sometimes 
a lot of, some some of these standards can be from here's from the planet Earth to the moon and past the sun and the stars, <laughs> trying to reach heaven. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody's not for everybody. Everybody's standards don't meet everyone's expectations. So my thing is this for everybody that's out there. Whatever rocks your boat, <laughs> you know, let that be. So my thing is that this conversation is not to uh, have everybody to choose for you or anything of that nature. That's your preference. And, and so whatever you're looking for, that's what you're looking for. So that's not our job here tonight. So, but as men, we're talking about men having standards too. And so um, one of the things is that, um, one of the scriptures uh, I would use, um, I'm using the NIV, okay? That if you're married, okay? Um, I just want to point out this uh, this particular scripture. Um, it's from Ephesians five twenty five. Husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for us. gave gave him and gave himself up, you know, for her. And so, which is us, the church. So, God went to the extreme, all right, of sending His Son into the world so that we can have to die on the cross, so that we can have life. And so as men, we have to go through the extreme measures of loving our wives. Uh, well, I'm not married, though, but <laughs> loving your wives, <laughs> you know, as much as you can, mm -hmm. you know. And there's some times where you're going to have to make sacrifices in your life, you mm -hmm. know. And so one of the things is that there's, there's a, 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 uh, a temper in a way that you would continue to love the person that you're with. Um, uh, you you would love them. You would care for them. You would assist in providing for for uh for each other, uh, loving one another, and you would do that for the rest of your life. And that thing that's um now there are people who are in the world who do the same thing, uh. But I'm talking specifically for us as Christians, and self control mm -hmm. is one of them too, and that we're slow to anger, you know, not easily provoked or anything of that that particular nature, but that love is the central key in every relationship that we should have. And that's probably the difference between uh, uh, those who, uh, who are not of faith. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, they can exemplify those things as well, but us as Christians, those are the standards that we should be able to uh, uphold to. I agree with you, but, but the gray area for a lot of people is the area that's in between marriage and I just met you. There's a lot of areas, oh, yeah. Yeah. which is which is not just relationship and dating. It is it is understanding who you are to determine should I be in relationship with you. Like everything that you said was spot on about what a husband should do. I think that for the most part, I know us for get that. Mm -hmm. But the problem for a lot of times is that it's figuring out mm, that is in me to love that way once I encounter my good thing. The problem is that how we say scripture sometimes. The Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. It did not say when a man sees a woman, he finds a good thing. That's two mm -hmm. different statements. The reason that a man finds a good thing when he finds his wife is because wife, by definition in the Bible, talking about Proverbs 31, 
That's the good thing. It is not just because he got married to this woman, because you might marry somebody who is not your good thing. <laughs> but when but when God, you, you gotta have God's favor to even encounter and discover that kind of blessing. And I think that's what we miss. And I think sometimes women fall into the category of saying, you know, well, well, I'm the good thing. I'm the favorite. No, no. Put it in context. The man was favored to be able to discover you if you are his good thing. That's the favor of God to be able to get that kind of a blessing because she will then be this for you. Your heart can safely trust in her. Her value is far above Ruby. That is the blessing is that she'll be that for you. That's why our responsibility is to, as you just pointed out, to love her like Christ loved the church because it is not the, the reason that a man is supposed to protect her is because she's so important to him. She's so yes, important to yes. his purpose. Right. She's so important the way he's going. That is not just a random woman. That is the woman that God purposed for you. And mm -hmm. that's why you have to love her like Christ loved the church. And what that really means is that now the extreme of that is that I will lay my life down. Mm -hmm. But the everyday of that looks like we both woke up and I know that it was snowing and your car is covered. Let me get up early, get outside, clear the walkway, start your car, clear the windshield and make sure that you have a pleasant and a peaceful walk to your car. Mm -hmm. It means that I put mm -hmm. your needs before mine. I make sure that you have what you need. I'm a provider, protector, promoter, priest, prophet, all of this to mm -hmm. her because that is my responsibility to the good thing that mm -hmm. God has favored me to mm -hmm. be able to discover. But a lot of times we miss that because we're so stuck on looking at individuals with these human eyes and not the lens of love. You know, I, I, can, I can see your flaws and still love you. You see my flaws and still love me. Therefore, in this marriage, marriage has to forgive the mistakes that life was unable to avoid. But sometimes we don't have the conflict resolution skills to be able to get to the point of overcoming a for better or worse moment because we don't realize sometimes that I cannot just love the part of you that I need. Mm -hmm. I must love the part of you that needs me. And that is hard to do sometimes when you do not understand yourself in a relationship to the other person. So mm -hmm. the great area I was talking about is the area where a person has to decipher and discern, I should say, is this the person I'm supposed to marry? What's growing in my life? Is the peace growing? Is the love growing? Is the joy growing? Mm -hmm. Are the things of God, as the mm -hmm. man would say, yeah. are those things growing in my life as a result of you being here? Because if they are not, then I should not be with you. And, and that's where the person has to rely on the Holy Spirit, yeah. <laughs> you know, to lead them and, and to yeah. go into prayer about, because yeah. you just don't want to be with anybody. <laughs> you know, you just don't want to be with anybody. And that's why we have to pray about it, you know. And sometimes people, they jump into things too fast. 
you know, because of that gray area and they rely on their own uh, human uh, way of thinking. Right. You know, they, they move by their own by their own mind and their heart, you know, right. without God moving in their life, you know, to, to, uh, uh, to move them to be with that particular person. Uh, but to think about that good thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when it talks about the good thing, we're not to, uh, we're talking about uh, looking for a, a, a woman uh, who's uh, in the good, for a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not talking about like location. Uh, we're talking about finding the favor of the Lord and what is she doing? She's a woman who is virtuous, a woman who's yeah. prayerful, a woman who's uh, who's a believer in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the person that they will find favor of the Lord in. You know, it's not about me running across town searching for that particular woman, you know. And I think that in this culture, we get mixed up between uh, thinking that uh, the man's supposed to chase her around town, you know, like putting on a cape and running around town, you know, looking for a particular one. But you're looking for someone uh, who has favor of the Lord in terms of her prayer life, her walk, her walk with the Lord. You know, that's what we're in terms of a good thing. So here's the thing. I want to ask one last question, okay? Uh, When we think about standards, are people applying Christian standards uh, to the culture that's around them or they just preferences that they actually want? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's one of the major issues um, when it comes to the standard topics. Um, I think people have mixed up standards and preferences. We have taken our preferences and we turned them into standards because we've lived, we live in a society where the value system is all corrupted. Um, we, we live in a, in, a, in a society where things that are unimportant becomes the important stuff. And, and that's because, you know, we, I, I can't ignore the fact that people have life experiences. People have different traumas. People have different um, depressions. People have all type of anxiety issues. People have all type of uh, miseducation when it comes to relationship. So the things that um, us as Christians hold uh, as valuable and as um, priority when it comes to relationships, um, even even Christians have gone through these traumatic experiences. So um, that doesn't exclude them from coming into a relationship with a warped a warp way of thinking or viewing a relationship or viewing men or viewing women. So all that stuff mixes mixes up and messes up what we supposed to uphold as standards. Um, and, we, and we start valuing or upholding the preferences that, um, that really don't mean anything at the end of the day. Like all these external um, factors uh, the money they got, the type of de- de- degree, um, you know, a credit score that can go up and go down, things of that, things of that nature becomes the standard, and we ignore like those real internal uh, things, like you know, is this person honest? You know, does this person govern their their behaviors and their life according to the to the word? We ignore all those things because we live in a society where where we've taken on the society's values opposed to Christian values. And, yeah. you know, it's all twisted up now. Mm-hmm. That, that's interesting that you said that because a person with a, credit, with a, a perfect credit score 
uh, depending on what they were considered to be perfect, uh, can be abusive. Right. Um, they can have anger issues. They can be right. mean. Uh, they can be stubborn. They can be controlling. A person with a whole lot of money can be too. And right. so not that it's not good, but I think that there should be a level of discernment and mm -hmm. a lot of prayer when it comes down into going into a relationship. Now, if you're going into a relationship with somebody that has money, that has, you know, the good credit score, more power to you. Uh, but at the same time, I think that's where the discernment and the prayer has to come in mm -hmm. uh, to play at the same time. So uh, I, I'm going to have uh, probably, uh, I'm trying to think about uh Maybe like one more question, and then. Uh, <laughs> so, I, matter of fact, I just want y'all to just. I'm, I, I ain't in no rush. I got time. So, <laughs> I, I got time too. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, we'll, we'll check good, this brother. out. Uh, we'll check this out because I, I'm sort of running out of steam myself. So here's the thing: uh, as we dialogue in this conversation, uh, what do you think? what we as men could do when it comes down to heighten our, our standards? Well, I, I, I kind of look at things from a different lens and uh, this is me talking personally. It's going to be different for all the brothers, you know, because we're all different. We, we expect different things. We have different preferences, uh, different things that we desire. And so I always ask this question in my head and I don't necessarily ask it to a woman, but, is she willing to do as much as I would do for her? And it's very simple for me. The things that I have, such as, you know, I, I like what AB was saying about the culture too, because I don't want a woman who's broke either. I, I want a woman who has a job and who's working too. Uh, <laughs> you know, they expect you to make a certain salary and thank the Lord. And that's why I don't think women can choose a man or should choose a man on their current financial state because in just six months, my salary has gone up to a, a, a very, I'm in a different tax bracket now. And so God can do it. And so if I was being looked at by a woman and she was looking at my salary, I still thought I made good money, but now I'm making really good money, right? Mm -hmm. So now don't come try and be my woman now that you know making the money I was big before. But what I'm saying is, is that things can change. And so the same things that you desire, and I like what Gregory said earlier, yeah, I stay in shape. And now a lot of women desire men who's physically fit, work out at the gym, uh, but they're not in shape at all. You know, they don't, they don't work out. They don't take good care of themselves, but you desire that in a man. Whatever you're desiring, whatever salary you desire, man, expect. I'm expecting myself for you to be making close to what I'm making too. I know that sounds kind of shady, but this is what we talk about the, the standards because I know in the Word of God it says that men are providers, but to provide a role in the Bible isn't just money. But right. that's what women look at it as. And as Gergi said, I ain't paying all your bills. You are going to have to continue something. <laughs> something and so that's all i'm saying is that what you come into the relationship with your carnal and all that stuff you gotta pay for that i mean it's it's different for every individual and yeah. when we come together and we decide on what we want to do and how we want to you know uh 
facilitate the deals and all that. That's a different conversation. But I'm just saying a lot of things that women expect from men, we expect the same thing from you too. Yeah. We expect it. And so I, I'll leave it there. Mm -hmm. People have to know how to put the Bible in context too, man. You know, even, even when we talk about those who want a man to do to do everything, to pay all their bills, and, and they say, well, men in the Bible did that. Well, you're absolutely right. But guess what? You were also considered his property in the Bible. True. You know? So my thing is, you better know what you're talking about. And you better realize that that's not your reality now. So you got to be careful when you when you try to, to mix and match things that don't always fit how you think. It's a different time today. While there are lots of things in the Bible that, that don't totally fit in the 2022, not so much, I'm saying the Bible is wrong, I'm saying culturally, it's a different culture now, different time now. We don't operate like that anymore. And people have to realize that. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to men, what men can do, men need to speak their truth more often. Men need to open up with each other more, have more of these public platforms like this, but even inside of the barbershop or the beauty salon or wherever, have conversation, talk. The emotional need of men often gets ignored because we assume that men don't have emotional needs when that's where our core needs reside is in our emotional needs. You know, our hierarchy of needs has to do with our makeup, what, you know, who we are, how we think, how we move. And if those things are ignored, like we, we think that a man is not in tune. Yes, he is. A man is not as quick to open up. It is because he knows that once he opens up, it will be the Nile River because he has so much on the inside True. that he's not talking about because he does not feel comfortable enough. If a man is supposed to love his wife, like Christ loved the church, then that means that God has placed in every man the ability to love like God loves. Now, he has to find that place within himself with the help of God. But if, but if God expects a divine love out of men, nowhere in the Bible, do you read, wives, love your husbands? So it's a man's responsibility to paint a portrait of God with his love that she can now see. My point is, we believe in society that women have a greater love or, or love harder rather than men. It's not true. First of all, love is not something that you do hard. You do it correctly that it can be understood and comprehended. And my thing is, as men, we have to stop being afraid to have vulnerable conversations with each other. We also must start having vulnerable conversations inside of our relationship if we're in them. Men and women need to start having honest and healthy conversations with each other outside of relationships. Because men can help, well, single men can help single women understand a lot about men, and single women can help single men understand women. But we're not having conversations, we're having conflict. Mm -hmm. And because we have so much conflict, 
nothing stood in resolve. We continue to hate one another. We believe the worst about each other. Mm -hmm. We walk away from this thing just condemning women, condemning men, when the reality is we have more in common than mm -hmm. we think. We have the same primary needs. We just need them in different ways. Mm -hmm. We have the same emotions, but we express them in different ways. Yes, men sir. like to talk, but men, the average man, does not use as many words. So we assume that that means he don't want to talk. How many mm -hmm. times have a man come home, woman asked him, how, you, how was your day? Oh, it was good, sweetie, thank you. That's all he got. That's what he did. <laughs> and now she says, you don't want to talk? No, you don't want to talk. That's why I was here today. When we say we're good, we're good. Now, if she says she's good, <laughs> she's not good. <laughs> if she's not using a lot of words to, to talk about her day, more than likely, you better do some digging. My point is this, that we're different. We have to understand and respect the differences. Take off of what's happened to you. Your past ain't got nothing to do with your present, whether you're man or woman. If nothing up broke your heart last year, I don't want to hear about it. I'm at the point in my life where I don't see the point in talking about old relationships. For what? They have nothing to do with what you and I have going on. Mm -hmm. And when you start digging, you will uncover some things that you did not want to see. You did not want to know. But they have nothing to do with you. Amen. Yeah. Uh, That's it. Oh, yeah. me when um, you ask what the men need to do in order to raise the standard. For me personally, what I had to do in my life, I had to just look at myself, really. I had to look at where I came from. I had to look at where I am. And I had to look at where I wanted to go. And, and, and I had to set in my life those things that I needed in order to achieve the things that I wanted to achieve. So automatically, I had to raise the standard in my life or I would have stayed in the same place where I, where I was and I was going to keep getting the same results. Mm -hmm. So it's so important for men to find their purpose and, and set goals, whether it comes to your career or it comes to relationships or when it comes to your family or your finances. If you don't have a vision for where you want to go, if you don't have a purpose or where you want to take your life, you're never going to raise your standards to achieve that, to get to that plate. Like I often, my son plays basketball and I often tell him, you know, he's, if I see him practicing lazy, being very um, lethargic with his, his workouts, I like, listen, you're not working out to play this eighth grade game. You need to work out for high school. You need to work out for the next level. So you need to work even harder than what you're doing right now. And I think that's, that applies to me, and that applies to a lot, of, a lot of men. If we set our goals and set our priorities for where we want to go in life, we'll automatically raise our standards. We'll, we'll raise our bar, raise the bar, and, and we'll, we'll live up to that. But the, the issue is a, a lot of um, men are satisfied where they are in life. And mm -hmm. don't set the proper goals and don't have to, to have them find their purpose in life. So they don't have nothing that they're working towards. Yeah, I think that's probably you know, where the motivation comes in uh, because some people, they're set in their ways and they don't want to grow. And um, 
there are people who really don't want to develop. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they never want to move out of that space, you know, that zone. And they'll just sit there and not want to go to like to the next level in their life. And yeah. so, but but for me personally, I mean, I had to do a lot of growing myself, and there were a lot of things that I had to learn, you know, um, as far as me, you know, especially dealing with like past relationships. There are a lot of things that I have that I had to learn, you know, uh, you know, because you learn about you learn a lot about yourself, you know, and because uh, me, I don't talk about anybody else, but I just focus on me in terms of where I know where I had to uh, grow. You know, mentally and spiritually at the same time. So I had to develop myself and develop my own standards of what I want to want to look for and what I really needed and stuff like that. So I think uh, we have to come to that uh, point in our lives to where we have to develop, you know, ourselves. You know, if we want uh, to be with someone um, who is. Um, I would say uh, be with someone uh, that has that lives a certain standard within their own faith at the same time. So we have to look at it like that too. So that's just my uh, coming from my own personal uh, experience at the same time. So uh, can I say this right quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like what every all of you just said. You know, and I especially the whole development piece because I think that men of color, especially. We have so much coming against us already that the, the greatest battle that we face is not with a woman and it's not with our career. It's with ourselves. And it's with ourselves because oftentimes it's almost like you are having an interpersonal conflict because you know who you are right now and you know what you need to be. You're not what you used to be. But because you're in the middle, stuck in between where you're trying to go and where you've been, Mm -hmm. you know what's behind you. And it's easier to trust a devil that you know versus a a godly future that you're clueless about. And sometimes it's easier for us to stay where we're at because this has become our normal. Mm -hmm. It's easy to operate in this space. And then men, we need instruction. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons that men are missing from church is because church stopped instructing us. Church Mm -hmm. stopped teaching us. And church turned into three hours of spiritual aerobics. And ain't helping nobody. Because the word is not going forth. And men want to learn. Men want to come somewhere and learn something. And if you give a man instructions, where he can build something, build his life, that's when we strive, when we understand if I do this and if I do this, it's going to equal this. The things that all of us like in life, we like athletics because because there are rules to this thing. I know on a basketball court, if I make this pass to the right man at the right time, get it in that hoop, it's two points. Might be three. Let's run this play out there because the objective is this. We understand that logically. But sometime in life, we don't understand life in a logical manner. And many of us get lost in the songs because all of us, first of all, need a mentor. But when you look 
Big Mama is 89, 90, 95. When the last time you seen Big Daddy? Be 100, 90. It's few and far between sometimes. And the problem is, so what does a young adult man, what does he do when he's trying to reach this point later on in his life, when he's having trouble finding male mentorship that's older to talk to? Now he has a crisis. He has to solve himself, but does not have the skills and tools to do, which presents now another problem. Which boils back to we oftentimes struggle with with ourselves, not knowing how to move forward. Like I always say, motivation runs out, inspiration expires. At the end of the day, what does the word of God say? Christ expects us to be his disciples. The root word is discipline. I have to be disciplined. And that's what many of us don't understand, is how to be disciplined in this arena to move forward. Discipline in this arena to move forward. Now, we do understand being disciplined in certain areas, but not how to apply it over life. We got to stop telling boys, young men, that, you know, yeah, I want to be like Mike, be like LeBron, be like Kobe. Wonderful men. But unless you are born with well above average basketball ability, I don't care how much you practice, you will never be Mike. You will never be LeBron. You mm -hmm. will never be Kobe. But you can be the Michael Jordan of your own, um, your own arena, your own mm -hmm. area you specialize in. But it boils down to, do you know your purpose? Do you know your lane? Like We, we talk about purpose a lot. But you still have men, women, asking themselves, what is my purpose? Or what is purpose? Right? We got to know, what are you gifted at? Then what are you passionate about? Well, those things will create your purpose. But we never, again, have these real conversations, even as men. Going back to your question earlier, Dr. Omar, about what can we do? We have to continue to promote conversation like this. We have to continue to make it okay that if if if, if A B is my brother and, and I notice you're not yourself today, let me privately give him a message. Man, you you good? You know, you wasn't quite yourself. Or 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 Tamil, you know, you used to be, you know, a little bit more chipper. You know, you are you good? Because at the end of the day, sometimes we're waiting for somebody to ask us the question. That Facebook asks every day. Facebook, what's on your mind? Every day. <laughs> every day. And we don't have people asking us this. Which we're, we're trying to be men. We're trying to be all that we can be, all that we should be, all that we need to be. We're in these relationships and marriages. And we don't mean to struggle sometimes. But sometimes we don't know how to lay aside every weight and the sin. It ain't always sin. This the weight sometimes, the weight of life, the weight of responsibility, True. the weight of expectation. We have no one that's looking out for us, that's saying, Greg, I, I, I got your back, man. I, I see you. You know, or 
that relationship or that marriage, don't don't be set aside because it failed. You it, it failed. You're not a failure. Are you trying to open that business and it failed, but you're still a success? You know what I'm saying? We need to have more of these dialogues, more of this checking in with each other, more of this guy talk for real. And it's not just for men. Women benefit when men speak. Because sometimes it's the first time they ever heard a man speak. I mean, really. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you can break someone's bad perspective of a man. When men begin to speak, and it's obvious they know something. You're intelligent. You're smart. You've been somewhere. You're doing things. That's why I have to commend you, Dr. Omar, for your continuous getting us together. It's bigger than you think. It is. It doesn't matter how many people are watching right now. It matters. It's out there. So somebody's going to come across this video 10 years from now. We don't forgot about it. They don't see it. <laughs> And get something from AB to Mel, myself, or Dr. Omar that's gonna give them a different mm -hmm. perspective on me. Yeah. Mm, awesome. Uh yeah, so uh yeah, great point. Uh you still have to say something? No, I was man, as as Gregory Pastor was speaking, man, I was just thinking like it's not only challenged myself, but challenge the brothers that's on here yeah. and, and any brothers that must that's probably watching. You know, these dialogues are great. You know, I like yeah. getting together and talking, but sometimes we need to take it out and really put it into action. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you know, us, because nobody else is going to do it. So it's going to yeah. be have to be up to us to yeah. get out yeah. there and, and, and galvanize some men and put something together in our communities to help dudes yeah. um, set a higher standard for themselves because we're full of pride. We're not going to ask for the help. And but we need to we need to be the ones to kind of create the opportunity for them to get the help. Um, yeah. guys, and other day, we, we're going to try to carry it on our shoulders, we're going to cover up our pain and our yeah. stress and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But if there's an opportunity, if there's something that's already created, and we reach out to brothers, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll most likely they'll be open to it. Someone <laughs> This is just a challenge. Like we, we need to, yeah, we need to do it. We need to get out and do it for our, our own. And you know, the talk is great, but it's, it's time to take action as well. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it's coming. <laughs> you know, so because uh, you know, at, at, throughout the whole pandemic, uh, I we was kind of limited in doing a lot of things. I had you know panel discussions and uh, workshops and mm -hmm. all this stuff like that. You know, um, that was pretty much canceled. So. Uh, we're we're, work, we're gonna be working on something, and so uh, definitely that thing can happen at the same time. Yeah. So now that that, that that sorry, that King that King organization that you are part oh, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know a lot about it, but it just looks something. It just looks powerful when I oh, see yeah, you. Oh yeah, but you know what? Um, I I spoke to um, uh, one of uh, one of our chapter presidents, and uh, we're we're gonna try to you know work something out, you know. And y'all should check it out yourselves, you know. If y'all don't have a chapter within your state, you know, um, I, I could, you know, um, get y'all involved, you know, with uh, our chapter president and just the organization altogether. And uh, you can very much well be a part of it because, um, you know, they're always looking for, for a lot of men. You know, um, especially uh, those of you who are out of state at the same time that's 
that come on guy talk and those who are in our chapter group, you know, you pretty much get um get involved too. So I, I'll give I'll pretty much send out that information to y'all. Uh, so now uh, I just want to get y'all last thoughts, uh, and then after that, uh, after your last thought, uh, I would say just like one minute, um, and then after that, just let everybody know where they can locate you and where they can find you. I guess I'll start, but um, I, I just wanted to just say this really quick is that uh, all sometimes brothers need is somebody to talk to. And so these opportunities, these discussions allow us to, to talk to one another and kind of, you know, let each other know how we feel as well. So there's healing that not only takes place with the masses that's watching, but within ourselves when we have these discussions as well. So it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Um, you know, God, you know, made us in, interdependent. You know, men and women need one another. And it was God's will. And he said that a man should leave his and mother and father and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one. And God was really thinking of man when he saw that we was alone and all the animals, they had someone and they they had, you know, female, male. And, and God saw that man was lonely. So think about that for a minute, how powerful that is, is that God was thinking for us and he felt that we needed a woman. So think how important as a woman your role is to a man, to be a helpmate, to be there for us. We both need each other. And I think it's important for us to recognize that we are interdependent. We need one another. And that's why it's so important for us to be honest in our communication and to respect one another and show genuine love. And especially in the romantic situations, if it's not working, communicate that. And if it is working, communicate as well. But we just have to bridge that gap of communication between men and women. And I think that it would lead to more uh, healthy relationships. And some relationships that will lead to engagement to marriage if we do that. But I'm Elder Tamel Brown of Fruit Bear Ministries. Uh, once again, I am the founder of Single Say With No Kids. And I'm also a singer-songwriter. You can connect with me on Facebook. I'm all over social media, YouTube, uh, SoundClub. You can just put my name in and all my music could come up. Everything about me would come up. And so look out for that single. It's all about you. February 17th, 20. 22 and i'm going to be doing some serious promotion and so y'all gonna get sick of me in a minute yeah you got some new reason for the ladies out there <laughs> but um that's what's up. And thanks again yeah yeah that's what's up omar and i appreciate you thanks again for allowing me to be a part of this i'm honored uh blessing to you ab blessing to you uh pastor gregory one love to you guys yeah i'll, I'll be i'll be real real quick um we're talking about um, a man's standard and I just think as men we need to take pride not only take pride in setting standards in our own lives but we should take pride in setting the standard for other people as well like we we sometimes don't know how much what we do impact other people um, how much we can affect or encourage someone else with the um, standard that we set so, you know, when I'm in a relationship, I take pride in being such a, a great man that I set a standard for the young lady, whether it works out or if it doesn't work out. But but, but I know I left her off better than I met her. And in, in, in her, the next relationship she's in, like, hey, unfortunately, she's going to compare that guy to me because of the way she was treated, even if it didn't work out. 
as a father, I'm trying to set the standard to be the best father that I, I can be. So when my when my my son gets older and look back, he can say, hey, he wasn't perfect, but he 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 did all he can. You know, and, and that goes for us too, man. Like I know as a pastor, um, as a songwriter, as an elder, as you write your books and do your agape network, you know, we set set the standards because believe it or not, I look at what you're doing, um, Omar, and I say, he Omar's setting the standard. I see how much you're grinding this 2022. You're putting out books after books, you're doing this and you you're just you're setting the standard. You don't even know that you're being watched in that way, but I, I, I see. So, but I basically this set a standard for your personal life, but be that, be that person in another, in another man's life or another woman's life as well. So my name is AB Bracewell. Um, you can find me on Facebook under AB Bracewell or ready for relationship. That's the number four on IG. You know, what I would encourage um, every man to do is to figure out who they are at the core. Because even if you're not Christian, you will discover God at the core of who you are. And then you will become a man of faith. And I just believe that being, being who God expects and made me to be is about being a man of faith and being a spirit-filled man. I just believe that if we could focus on our faith and allowing us not to be led by what we see, but led by the unseen. Because when you're led by the unseen, you have to rely on God. You have to allow God to cover your blind spot. Therefore, you know it's not you leading yourself because you can't see your way through. And even when we make mistakes, sometimes men run away from things they fail at. We have to own our mistakes, own our misfortunes. And be accountable to things that are not always pleasing in the sight of God. But own those things that you can then become better. Because if you don't, then you will be, instead of being a man, you'll be a strong boy. And, you, and you'll be a fragile man. And the reality for a lot of us is that sometimes we don't mean to be that, but we are. Mistakes don't define you. And I'll end with this. God saw Israel when he was Jacob. You know what I'm saying? God saw uh, Peter, uh, saw Simon when he was Peter. So the reality is we have to understand no matter what you're doing, you may not have come into fruition yet of all you should be. God is still seeing the man. And he's always calling you forward because he sees who he made you to be no matter what you do. Because his love is not based upon the condition of the one being loved. It is based on the character of the one who is loving. With that being said, you can find me on Facebook, Gregory Devon. Instagram, Gregory underscore Devon. Twitter, at Gregory Devon. I don't Snapchat very often. <laughs> but those are three major ones for me. I look forward to connecting with uh, anybody. If you want to have uh, dialogue about different subject matters, I have a group called The Sanctuary. Um, here soon, we're going to start back having some live events in person. Um, the pandemic prevented some of those things from happening, but I believe that now is the time to start looking back and doing some live things, so look forward to that. God bless y'all, brothers. Amen. Awesome. You know, th this is an awesome conversation uh, here tonight. 
So whoever's listening, uh, I hope that they've gotten something out of it. <laughs> you know, each and every single one of y'all had great, gave, given some uh, really, really great words of inspiration and, uh, and what, uh, uh, what we have to learn about ourselves and also about, uh, about standards uh, within our, our personal lives and from men at large. So I think that this was a very, very great tool in which we had uh, used tonight. So here's the thing. Uh, okay, before I leave out everybody, all right, um, I would like to ask you to please subscribe to YouTube, our YouTube channel, Agape Love Network. You know, you can just hit the subscribe button, um, get notifications, and that's where we're at also. We also have our official platform, which here, which is here on Agape Love Network. Also, the Agape Love Network Facebook group. We also have that. Um, so please, please join that network. And before we actually go, I would like to say this, okay? I also have a new book that's out right now, okay? I'm going to show this. It's called New Ways to Show Yourself Love. Actually, not show yourself love, but also in Christ, all right? This is the new book. Please go, go and get it on Amazon. It's $14.99. It's a guided workbook. Um, and I also have a workbook that's coming out. It's called the Leading with Love Workbook. It's a curriculum. And so these particular books is actually, um, it's, it's not just for casual reading. It's a curriculum that you can use for your singles and your couples ministries within your churches, your organization. So these are tools that you can actually use. And I have some other great news in which I'm going to be talking about later on as well. So please stay tuned with, uh, with that. You can also purchase my book um, by going to our website. Uh, we have an online bookstore. So I'm going to be releasing curriculums for singles and couples ministries specifically and not only just for singles and couples ministries i also have going to be having books on spiritual growth and that's what this book specifically is for you learning uh, new ways to love yourself you know specifically in christ because before you get in a relationship with anybody you have to know about who you are as a person first so i just want to just thank each and every single one of you for actually uh coming on here tonight uh, and without y'all, this would have never been uh, possible, uh, especially for each and every single one of you who has been supporting Agape Love Network and also to support these brothers. These brothers, you know, they have their own platform. They have their own ministries. Gregory has the sanctuary. So Mel Brown, SSNK, single safe with no kids. You know, he's a musician. A.B. Bracebrell, you know, with him and his organization, the sexual miseducation of, of black men, you know, him being a therapist and, and also an author as well. Uh, with ready for relationships, so please support these brothers. They're on Instagram, they're on YouTube as well. So uh, tonight, uh, thank each and every single one of you. Um, I ask the brothers just to stay on for one minute. Then after that, we're just going to say peace uh, to everyone out there uh, and have a blessed and wonderful night.